Good morning, Shiloh. Oh, what a wonderful day to praise the Lord. Oh, we're going to lift the Savior up. You know why? Oh, because he's worthy to be yeah. praised. Here we go. Say, lift the Savior up. He's worthy. Lift the Savior up. He's worthy to be
final Sunday of Advent, we want to talk about Advent and light. Advent and light. Advent reminds us that the coming of Jesus means many things to believers. For some, his coming leads to our getting the most out of life. For he said, I came that you might have life and have it to the fullest. For some, his coming offers relief from our fatigue. He said, come to me all that are weak and heavily burdened and I will give you rest. For some, his coming represents guidance and a sense of direction. For on the night before he was crucified, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. But our view of Messiah broadens as we see him as the light of the world. Hear the words of John in the opening verses of his gospel account. In him was life, and that life was the light of mankind. That light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not overcome it. In simple words, the apostle was saying that Messiah's light is greater. Think about that. Messiah's light is greater than biology and the laws of conception. For the prophetic promise was that a virgin would conceive and give birth to a son who would be the savior of the world. Messiah's light is greater than world systems, for the prophet said that when he came, government would be put on his shoulders. He would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Messiah's light is greater than anything we can think of. It's great with compassion. For when God was ready to make his move into the world in this way, he made an announcement to lowly and despised shepherds, showing his concern for the least. And the announcement that the angel made reiterated that compassion. Don't be afraid. I have good news of great joy for people everywhere. Advent marks the coming of God's Messiah, and the coming of Messiah was accompanied by light, and that light affirms for us that Messiah is greater. It was a dark period at the time that Jesus was born. It was a time of violence. 
It was a time of great immorality. It was a time of exploitation. The strong took advantage of the weak and the rich took advantage of the poor. Doesn't that sound like right now? Is it not true that violence typifies the news of the day 365 days a year? Is it not true that popular entertainment today, movies and television programs and social media sites profit from degrading our mothers and sisters and daughters and from glorifying crime and cruelty and chaos? Can anyone refute that the popularity of private and parochial schools is less about educating our children and more about an organized effort to separate people on the basis of race and economic class? Is there any doubt that incorporating St. George was a about co-opting public schools in a predominantly white section of the city so that Blake and Tiffany don't have to go to school with Cristal and Muhammad? Does anyone really believe that conservatives are really interested in helping struggling individuals and small businesses who are being disaffected by this pandemic? It was dark then, and it's dark now. It was a time of pain. It was a time of disappointment. And it's a time like that right now. But Advent gives us hope today because there is a light that shines through the darkness, through the power of Jesus Christ. Paul says to us in our text that God lit up the darkness and our lives are filled with light because of the coming of Messiah into the world. We often suffer, but we are never crushed. God is with us. And when we are knocked down, he enables us to get up again. Hear me today, my brothers and sisters. Advent is a blessing if we accept it for what it really means. It's not about us or how we feel about conditions. It's about Jesus being the light of the world. Consider the full impact of that reality. First, consider the truth that light dispels darkness. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. Where light is, darkness must flee. Jesus is light. So where Jesus is, darkness is defeated. And if there's one place we ought to be sure the light of Jesus shines, it ought to be in his church. If there's going to be a difference in the world, we ought to be sure that the church is shining the light of Jesus. Surely our world needs improvement, but the world will never get better if we don't shine the light of Jesus into dark places. Economic disparity is a dark place. And we need to shine the light 
of Jesus into that darkness. Racism and bigotry are dark places, and we need to shine the light of Jesus in those dark places. These are spiritual issues, and spiritual issues require spiritual weaponry. And the first, best, and only weapon against spiritual darkness is the light of Jesus. Let me tell you something today. You can't defeat evil with evil. You can't defeat meanness with more meanness. You can't defeat violence with more violence. If you want to dissipate darkness, you have to employ the light of Jesus Christ. He said of himself, I am the light of the world. No one who follows me stumbles around in the darkness. I provide plenty of light to live in. But more than that, Jesus says this about his disciples. You were put here to be light. You were put here to bring out the God colors in the world. So if I make you light bearers, I'm going to put you on a light stand so that you can shine. In fact, this is what I want you to do. Let your light so shine before men and women that they will see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Advent teaches us that Spiritual darkness can be overcome by spiritual light. And then the next thing I want you to see is that the light of Advent prevents us from falling. The light of Advent provides us with safety that we don't have when we're ambling around in the darkness. Have you ever tried to make it in the dark? There are times when you think you know what you're doing and you stumble around and you fall. This is the primary problem with our nation, our state, and our community. We're in a state of spiritual darkness, and that darkness causes us to suffer falls. The reason why our government is threatening another shutdown is because Congress is wandering around in darkness. And they can't see the pain that they are inflicting on individuals and families and communities. And it's right in front of them. The reason why corporations hold us hostage by threatening to pull out if they don't receive tax exemptions that result in the overburdening of the working poor and the marginalized is because they're walking around in darkness. And the danger of moving around in the dark is that sooner or later you going to bump into something and it's going to cause you to stumble. It's going to cause you to fall. But here's the good news. The light of Advent assures us that there is a remedy that will keep us from falling. Now to him who's able to keep you from Falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding glory to the only wise God, our Savior, be majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Church, when you try to make it without Jesus, you're walking around in the dark. And when you walk around in the dark, any little thing can trip you up 
and make you fall. But the good news of Advent is that Jesus is light, and his light can keep us from falling. Well, finally, the light of Advent enables us to fulfill our purpose. People who walk in darkness are guilty of depending on themselves rather than on God. And this is especially dangerous for those who have enjoyed worldly success. You see, the great danger of worldly success is that we tend to rely more on what God has provided for us than we rely on God as our provider. And when that happens, we, we get away from our purpose, for we were created to give glory to the God who made us. When we start relying on ourselves or on our possessions or on our positions, it's a sign that we are walking in darkness, and God never intended for us to try to make it without light. Go all the way back to creation. The first act of divine power that God performed was to overcome darkness with light. Read what the text says in Genesis chapter 1. It says that the earth was without form and it was void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. But into that scene, God spoke and said, let there be light. Before God made grass, God made light. Before God made trees, God made light. Before God made mountains and valleys and deserts and swamps, God made light. Before God caused birds to fly or fish to swim, God made light. Before there were bugs and beetles and other creeping things, God made light. Before there were cattle and sheep, God made light. And that's significant because every other thing that God made presented a potential danger for us. And the only way that we could maneuver properly in this world and fulfill our purpose is that we benefit from the light. And what was true then is still true now. Everything around us presents a danger to us. And, and there's no way that we can effectively maneuver in this world and fulfill our purpose unless we are saturated in light. We can't see what we need if we don't have light. We can't do what we need to do if we don't have light. We can't act the way we need to act if we don't have light. We can't say what we need to say to those who need to hear it if we don't have light. We we can't walk when we need to walk and we can't run when we need to run and we can't be still when we need to be still unless we have light. There's no way to be who God called us to be without light. But Paul says light is available to us. Paul says God has lit up the darkness and our lives are filled with light.
because of Jesus. Our church, that's my testimony today. His light filled up my dark places. His light chased my griefs away. His light soothes my sorrows and calms my fears. His light guides my feet and holds my hand and I've made up my mind that I'm going to walk in the light. It's a beautiful light. It shines all around me by day and by night. And I don't know about you, but my light has a name. And his name is Jesus. Heart fixer. Jesus. Burden bearer. Jesus. Mind regulator. Jesus. Way maker. Jesus. Joy in sorrow. Jesus. Hope in despair. Jesus. My light has a name. His name is Jesus. And so on this final Sunday of Advent, I thank God that I don't have to be in darkness. And you don't have to be in darkness. Now, you can choose to be in darkness if you want to. But if you're in darkness... There are dangers all around you and you just can't see them. I don't know why anyone would choose to stay in darkness when light is available to you. Dear God, we thank you that you are our light in dark places. We thank you that you have dispelled the darkness. We thank you that you have prevented us from falling. We thank you that even when we did fall, you picked us up and you have made it possible for us to fulfill our purpose. We come to lift up your name. We come to glorify your name. We come to magnify your name. We come to express that we have joy in spite of because light is available to us. Bless this simple word which has gone forth. 